Hey there, I'm Desiree. And I'm Sharon. And this is the Other What Podcast. This is the Other What Podcast. The Other What. The Other What. The Other What. The Other What. We did it, Sharon. We did it. Season one, episode 10, our last episode of the season. Can you believe it? Cannot believe it, right? Like, <laughs> doesn't it feel like we were just sitting at the bar talking about what we were going to do and that we were in thinking out a podcast? I know. It's I pulled out. It's crazy, right? It is. <laughs> I feel like it was around because we're also coming up on one year of us being friends. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh my God. And it was we're very, having a one year anniversary. We are. Yes. I know. And it was like in probably our second or third time hanging out that you were like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, no, you <laughs> should do a podcast. <laughs> and here we are with like Instagram and Spotify. Yeah. And who knew we'd have this like social media presence? It's actually kind of amazing. And I think we were sitting oh at the beer garden place at Crog Street Market. Crog Street. Yeah. Hop City. <laughs> yeah. Across the Hop City. It's a good place yeah. to go get a beer. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. I love it. So thank you to all the listeners. I think that you guys, like we have fun doing this, but the fact that you all are listening makes it even more exciting and that you're starting to engage with us too is great too. So thank you for all the, the comments and the, the likes. Yes. It just keeps us going. Yes. So thank you so much for that. We, we greatly appreciate it. Yes. So let's get into today's episode. We're going to be talking about breakups. Not that we're breaking up, just <laughs> breakups in general, because we've both, we've both been through some. We've been through some breakups. Yeah. I would say Desiree a little bit more than me. I have. I have. Yes. Guilty. She's, she's, got, she's got a bit more experience, but yeah, totally we're talking about breakups. And my understanding is that this will be aired right before Valentine's Day. So yeah. how, how appropriate. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We're going to talk about breakups. <laughs> so let's, let's start it off. Let's kick it off. I'm thinking, uh, when I think of breakups, I'm thinking like things that we have to, are the habits we have to break, right? After these breakups. Um, a couple of things that come to mind that depending on how the breakup went, because <laughs> you can have like amicable breakups or you can have really contentious breakups. Mm-hmm. Um, I am grateful that most of mine have been fairly amicable where I can still be friends with that person. It might take a little bit of time, but I can be friends with that person. There are only less than a handful that I just would not even make eye contact with if I saw them on the street. (laughs) I think we've all had those. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So one of the hardest things I find when I'm going through a breakup is to get out of saying like we, us, and our. Ooh, that is a hard one. That's Especially hard. when you start to date like after the breakup mm-hmm. and you keep saying we, mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be just you. Yes. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. <gasps> like our yeah. dog, even though now it's only one person's dog <laughs> or our right. apartment. Even if you're telling like past stories, like it's hard, oh to, God, hard yeah. to break that. Do you, okay, can I ask a question? You Have may. you ever called a woman, like that you, the new person that you were dating, the old, like your last breakup's name? No. No, that never happened. No. Oh, okay. Oh, you're smart then. You're smarter than me. No, I, I have not. 
I have not. <laughs> we'll get to that on the stupid things we've done after breakups. Okay, well, let, let's table that one. Let's table that one. I have not. Okay. Other things that are, I find are hard to break. Um, cooking for more than one person. Because, you know, one. I love to cook and I know you love to cook. That's part of like our those those extra love languages that we've talked about mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So making enough meals or shopping is hard sometimes for me to remember. I'm just only cooking for myself. You know, I like yes. to have leftovers, but still like you get into that habit of cooking for two or more. Um, and even like when you're out. Or when I'm out, like if I see something, I'm like, oh, you know, this person would really like this. But then I'm like, you don't have to get you don't have to think about that anymore. (laughs) I have done that. Okay, grocery shopping so hard after breakup for me (laughs) because uh, like so and so loved tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I would get tomatoes every time I would go to the grocery store. I like tomatoes, but I don't like them that much. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm not getting tomatoes. Right. Like <laughs> I have to like, tomatoes. Have to be, right, I have to be like very deliberate <laughs> and be like, I'm not buying tomatoes mm-hmm. or like their favorite brand of, I don't know, spaghetti sauce or something mm-hmm. stupid like that. And to not to, like to be like, that's what they liked. Yes. But this is what I like. Yes. And I think that that's really hard. To, that was hard. My first grocery shopping trip was super, super hard. Yeah. Actually, for me, and I had to buy for one, just like you said. I was like, I don't need to buy five boxes of pasta. No, why do I need this? You know, I mean, unless you just really fuck with pasta like that, (laughs) right? Right. I'm like training for my marathon. I need to curb up, but no, no. But yeah, I like. I totally agree with you. I think the food thing is a big one to break. Mm -hmm. Big, big one. Yeah. Yeah. I also um like going like if I take trips, I would always bring my person something back. So just remembering like I don't have to go out and do that extra bit of shopping for somebody because I'm just coming home to me. That's right. <laughs> I'll bring my dog something back. <laughs> Not that Aww, he gives a that's shit. That's kind of cute. And I was going to say Elvis doesn't care. He's yeah. like, you're back. That's all that matters. Right. <laughs> so something I that I think that that's really interesting. Did you ever like when you go on business trips, did like – to tell the person that you're seeing, like, made it to the hotel oh, yes. or, like, got to the airport and, like, kind of giving them, like, the play-by-play, either yes. the text or whatever. I put that under the category of, of couple routines. Oh, the couple's yes. routines. That, That's that, a couple's uh, that routine. Check-in. Mm-hmm. The check-in. Mm-hmm. Even, like, when it comes to cooking, like, I would cook. My ex would do the dishes. Now I have to do the dishes myself. <laughs> I have nobody to clean up after I cook. God damn it. Oscar yeah. doesn't help either. He doesn't. Damn no, it. He, he does just not looks help. at me. Like <laughs> washing clothes, one person would put the clothes in. And, you know, a lot of times in past relationships, we will fold together if we live together. But then it's like, I have to do all of that. <laughs> yeah. The couple routines. I think that that, I think that totally makes sense. It's a couple routine. And I don't know if this is the same for you, because I think that you are a lot more, you know, you, you brought up a lot more independent than me. Mm-hmm. I have, it's like just being alone sometimes is really hard. The quiet mm. is really hard for me. When I was growing up, and you can you can ask a lot of like Asian, a- Asian immigrant kids, our parents are obsessed with noise. They mm-hmm. have to have in the background. So my parents always had something going on, like okay. a TV was on, a radio was on, whatever it was. And even till today, my parents live stream um, Chinese TV, CCTV, 
there's like eight channels mm-hmm. and it's literally, my mom is really hard of hearing. So it's like blaring at like the top sound. I have to ask her to turn it off <laughs> so that we can have lunch. <laughs> That's how bad it is. And so for me, when I get to my apartment and I'm by myself and it's so quiet, I'm like, this is so weird. Oh my God. Yeah. No, so, I, I love the quiet sharing because I grew up in a house oh yeah. with a lot so of many people. siblings yeah. and my parents yeah. and then my grandparents moved in with us at one point. So no, I really enjoy the quiet. Yeah. So we're completely opposite. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm learning how to enjoy the quiet Desiree because mm-hmm. I like, I, I think that's like one of the things like the, the things that I'm thinking about as far as like habits is mm-hmm. like, because you've always had somebody, you're living with somebody, right? Yeah. There's always somebody to talk to. Yes. And so I filled the space with that. And yeah. now that there's nobody to talk to, I talk to Elvis, but he doesn't have a very good conversationalist. Oscar is not great not either. Not a good conversationalist. He does a lot of and this so, with his head, just kind of tilting his head. <laughs> tilting to the left, like, what are you saying, I mean, woman? Elvis does start barking at me because he's like, bitch, take me out. Right. Bitch, feed me. You know, he does that, but that's about He's so it. aggressive. He is so aggressive. <laughs> he's super aggressive. But, um, but like, yeah, so now I have to, like, be okay with it being quiet. Even, I know this sounds crazy, I would always have a sound machine when I would go to sleep. Mm. I've actually started trying to sleep without it to be like, I need to be okay with the silence. Mm-hmm. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Really, really hard. Interesting. So, I sleep with yeah. the sound, too. Usually, like, a tropical rainforest or a cookie frog or a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. But mostly it drowns out the sounds of the city because I live on a very busy street. Mm, and yeah. That gets super distracting. So if I have one thing to kind of focus on while I'm falling asleep, it helps. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's so interesting. What other routines Uh, do you think you had a hard time breaking out of? Oh, man, the food one was probably the hardest. Um, I would say just my last breakup, which we'll have another episode about this in season two. Um, For me, there were a lot of habits that, they imposed on me. Mm. I know this is going to sound weird. Maybe our, maybe people in our podcasting universe can relate to this. Uh, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Are you a top or a bottom? I am a top baby. All in all things. Right. <laughs> right. And so I really don't give a shit how it, how, quote unquote, but um bum, like you do it, but, but the ex did. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I find myself sometimes going, I like, will put the toilet paper roll on and be like, you know what? I'm going to flip this. Cause I don't really care. Cause I'm by myself right now. Yeah. Or like putting up cans in the, in the cabinets. Right. And like putting them in a certain order or in a certain way. Like now I just don't even give a shit and I just throw shit shit into the cabinets. I can't find it later, but who cares? For me. Yeah, I know. I know. It seems like that. <laughs> so um I do find that like there's like fun things like that after the breakup that I've had to break myself of because mm-hmm. I was so conditioned to do things in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um and not that that's a very generic breakup thing, but it's something that I think when you're with somebody for so long, yeah. you just start following their patterns and you kind of forget what what your patterns were because you want to placate them. And I think that's kind of a lot of what happened with I me. I like that. So, yeah. Well, we'll get more into breakups and let's talk about some stupid things that we did after this break. We're back. 
Sharon, stupid things we did after breakups. I want you to start this one, if you don't mind. Why me? I I don't don't know if mine are that. I don't know if mine are so, so stupid. I did. I did very reckless things. Let's hear it. Let me hear about reckless Sharon. Like reckless Sharon. Um, This was this was a two breakups ago. Okay. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get laid. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go get a drink. And this revenge was when sex. Revenge sex. Yeah. Yes. And that is kind of stupid and reckless. Oh, and absolutely. So I don't even remember the name of this bar. It was actually near, it's at like, it, it was like West Peachtree and 10th or something. And it was, it was like, a, it had a gay bar nights. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up going there on one night and um, met this girl. I think her name was Abby. I don't even remember. <laughs> and I got drunk, like <laughs> wasted. And we started kissing. And then she's like, take me back to my place. And she was staying with friends of hers. Mm-hmm. She was like from out of town and she's staying with friends with hers. And so I drove her. And this is where it, it was reckless. I am surprised I did not get a DUI and I did not get into an accident. Oh my gosh, I drove yeah. her from Midtown to Buckhead. What? Fucking drunk. Yeah. Oh, I was drunk. Please do not like, you know, like state police, don't don't arrest me now. Like that yeah. was just stupid, stupid, stupid. But I, I got her there safely. <laughs> we, we yep. I revenge sexed like all night long yeah. on an air mat on an air mattress <laughs> in the middle of her friend's living room. <laughs> And it was fun. Yeah. And I'm glad I did it. I had to do it. I think I had a lot of pent up like anger mm-hmm. and aggression from the from the breakup because it wasn't an amicable breakup. Mm-hmm. And um, I needed it, to be honest. Oh, Sharon. You just made me remember a story. Yes. That <sighs> I made out with a white woman. And I totally forgot about it. <gasps> Wait, this is the second white woman, Desiree? No, I didn't make out with the one from the store. No, no, it wasn't a date. It was like a, I need to have sex with somebody to get over this other breakup. And I completely. And it was a white white lady. Oh, my God. Uh, Wait, don't be hanging your head in shame. Is it really that bad? Why? Tell me. You got to tell the story now. You got to tell the story. So I can't even remember what year this was, but I was out with one of my brother's friends who's childhood friends who's gay. We were partying together. He meets this guy and he's like hooking up with the guy and the guy has a a friend with him, a woman. And I am like super, super drunk, obviously, if if I'm doing this. And we go back to where the guy lived and my my friend he and the guy are like doing their thing and then the woman and I are like smoking cigarettes having more drinks and then we just like start making out and I forgot all about this we (laughs) made out for hours what hours whoa hours Sharon god I can't believe this is oh drunk Desiree is a whole nother person I could do a whole (laughs) podcast on drunk Desiree I think drunk Sharon and drunk Desiree were just in another universe. Like we've like blocked out all the things. Let me finish telling you the story now that I think about it. So we were also on an air mattress in the living room because she was from out of town visiting her friend, her guy friend that lived there. So it was probably like six or seven in the morning at this point. I tiptoe off, you know, get out of the off of the couch or the air mattress, get dressed. Well, I was pretty much dressed, but put my shoes on, go to the bedroom, open the door, signal 
until like I'm waving my hands trying to get my friend's attention. Then he gets up quietly and we sneak out of the apartment. (laughs) Did you ever talk to the person again? Not to her, never to her again. But I actually ran into the guy like maybe four or five years ago. And this is like probably 10 or 11 years, 10, 11 years ago when this story happened. That's why I couldn't remember it. But I ran into the guy that my friend hooked up with at like a, I think I was doing a half marathon and he was one of the vendors and he totally recognized me. Oh my God. No way. He's like, oh no my gosh, way. I have to tell my friend that I saw you. I was like, you don't have to. <laughs> you do not have to. Oh my God. Like one night stands, I think like after a breakup, like either really good or super awkward. I can't believe and I forgot that story. That's, I think, I mean, but those are the stupid things we do. It's and then true. we kind of like put them out of our brain because they were so stupid. I mean, the, when you started telling yours, I felt like my face getting hot as I remembered the story because I just could not believe I forgot about it. It wasn't even like super sexy, but... <laughs> What do you think it was like? Was it was it like embarrassing? Like because you were like, I'm not a person that really gets embarrassed. You don't. Yeah, I think it was just uh, holy shit. I totally forgot that I have made out with this woman. (laughs) Like, sorry to that woman. I guess it wasn't super memorable, but. And because I've been like on this podcast, like I don't date white women. I don't do anything, and then I have. I forgot I had that story. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love oh that. Man. See, so it's all it's all coming back up to the it's bubbling to the it's surface, which is great. Back. It's all coming. It's back awesome. To me now. Okay. <laughs> so I I actually and I like this is the second segment, but I would I am so excited about talking about rediscovering ourselves because we we're, we talked about stupid things we've done. Oh, I, I I'm not done some... with my stupid stuff. Oh, I want okay. So there's more stupid things. Yeah, I have I... a list of things here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of like okay. three things. So, okay. All right. One is just trying to win somebody back. Like, you know, the relationship is over and you're still like trying to get them back. Oh. I don't know why we always do that. We know, we know this relationship should be over. That's why it's over. But we do like things of trying to get them back. Like for me one time, and this was in the nineties when I was still like, trying to figure out my life. I was living in Kennesaw, but the woman I was in love with lived in Covington. And I did my, I had had a car accident, so I didn't have my car. My roommate at the time, God bless him, would drive me from Kennesaw to Covington so that I could go see the woman I was in love with and like leave her flowers or leave her a card. And I was like, man, looking back now, that is so stalkery. But she was like my first real love and like she totally understood like what I was experiencing because she had also kind of been through that when she first came out and really fell in love with the woman. So she never made me feel like I was doing anything crazy. But looking back at it now as a 45 year old, I was like, that was a little crazy. That's a long way (laughs) to drive. Uh, bless your heart. Bless his heart. Yes. Your roommate. Oh my God. To drive you that far. That yeah. is a freaking long oh way Oh my God. Drive. We would like not erase her voicemails off of the machine. Like if she ever left a voicemail, we would leave it on there. That's crazy. I, so what's funny is that my, like the whole, like trying to get somebody back. I've never done that. Somebody uh. wants, somebody wants to break up with me. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. But the people who break up with me, 
tend to start like they they want to come back yeah. and i'm like nope sorry yeah. Yeah. this ship has sailed i'm not doing this anymore yeah. you know and so it becomes that i think also <clears throat> trying to be friends too soon is a stupid Ooh, thing that's to a do. good one you know, That's a good one. especially in the lesbian community. And I don't know if it's like this for, I don't think it's as prevalent in the gay community or really in the straight, like we tend our closest friends, nine times out of 10 have, are an ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we have to realize that that's a, that is okay, but we have to still give a little time and space and not like try to jump straight from lovers to we're not together anymore. So let's just be friends automatically. That's not always the best thing. We got it. We have to give it some time. And then yes. one thing that's probably is going to sound controversial when I'm going to say it Ooh. is I have a habit of trying to just delete everything about that person, especially if it was a bad breakup or just somebody that didn't work, like deleting everything, like pictures, messages, anything that reminded me of that person. Uh, almost like that movie, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I was like, I just need a pill that makes me forget them. But then I've had it happen to me twice where I've run into this person again. I'm like, my God, she is so fine. Like, why the hell did we break up? And because I have no mementos, no words of caution that I've saved, I forgot why we broke up. <laughs> and I'll tell oh you my God. one story that's, and I hope she never listens to this podcast <laughs> of this woman who I just was just at the time, one of the most physically attractive women I've ever been with, like model gorgeous. And I ran into her. I hadn't seen her in probably about six years at this point. And just like ran into her randomly. I don't even know where we were, maybe at a a party and just kept thinking, why the hell did I stop talking to her? She's so smart, so beautiful, like just everything, like totally my type. And then we started kind of like hanging out again. And and I was at her place. (laughs) This is terrible. I was at her place one time and. You know, we had we had had dinner, like just pizza. We were watching a movie and then we start making out and it gets a little heavier. And then I remembered Sharon why I stopped talking to this woman, because the sounds and faces she made were just <laughs> so unattractive. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tell me. Tell me the sound she made. It tell me a sound. Like- like, I don't mind somebody being loud, but then it's like performative loud, even though she wasn't being performative. That was literally her sounds. And it just was not pleasing to my ear. Oh, she didn't like she didn't do something weird, like squealing like a pig or no. something. right? Oh, my God. Okay. No. <laughs> that, that you scares totally kicked me. Her on that one. <laughs> I would have kicked her out of her own place because we were at her place. And I just remember, like, this is why you stopped talking to her, because. You can't, you can't deal with this. So, so I got up, I went to the bathroom and I was like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? Oh shit. Oh shit. And then I just went back and I was like, I think the pizza's upset my stomach. I'm going to probably go. And then I left. I've never talked to her again. Wow. Oh, Desiree, that's a good story. That's so terrible. Really, 
so terrible. This is why it's important to not delete everything about somebody <laughs> because you will make that mistake. You need a breakup journal. I You'd do. be like, so that you don't delete it. And it's like written, written down in the journal and be like, this is why you broke up. Yes, One, two, three. <laughs> exactly. Because if you don't see somebody for a few years, you know, you've gone through other people by then you might have. Well, shit, I've, mm-hmm. I've, forgotten, I've forgotten people I've dated. Thank God I, I have a one or two friends that know pretty much everything. And I can go back to them like, hey, remember this person? They're like, no, no, no. Let me tell you what happened because obviously you don't remember. <laughs> I love that. They actually are your journal. Yes. You just go back to them and just make sure that you check in with them first. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's okay. Great. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I love it. All right. I love so, it. Pivoting to the next segment and I know you you're excited to talk about this rediscovering yourself after a breakup it's so important right Mm -hmm. Self-care. Tell me about that, Sharon, for you. Uh, so it, it's it's changed over the years, but I'll, I'll start off with the story of like my first big breakup. The first thing I did was I took a solo trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is really empowering. Going by yourself. You know how like the couple thing we were talking about? Yeah. When you were traveling with somebody, you always have to check in with that person, mm-hmm. do what they want to do. You have to compromise. You don't have to do that when you travel by yourself. Yeah. And I went all the way to fucking Sydney, Australia Wow. Um, for this one. And I remember sitting there by the opera house and being like, you know, I'm still kind of healing from the breakup, breakup but being like, this is – I did this. I did this for myself. I booked everything on my own. I knew where I wanted to go and mm-hmm. um, ended up um, hooking up with this like incredibly, probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever hooked up with. Um, this Italian woman that looked like Angelina Jolie. Mm. I was like, she wants to kiss me? Yes, what? please. Like, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is amazing. And I, it was very healing, right? And I came back and I was like, okay, I'm, this is me. This is, this is who I am. And, 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 I, I really did a lot of that. I think, though, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. And the last breakup, the self-care for me has a lot has been a lot more internal mm-hmm. and a lot more almost putting like a cozy, a cozy blanket around me. Right. Like like going for facials more often yeah. or taking myself out to dinner by myself or taking a hot bath mm-hmm. or massages like things for me and myself um, that I just didn't think about doing when I was with somebody else. Like mm-hmm. I do it for that person, but I do it, never did it for me. And for me, that's been the discovery of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a lot of like where I am right now on that journey. I How about you that. guys, right? I love that. I think traveling is a big one for me too. Um, in my last relationship, there was one town I wanted to go to so badly in Mexico called San Miguel de Allende. And it just never worked out for my ex and I to go. And I finally was like, fuck it, I'm going to go. And so over the summer, I went for a week, uh, myself and one of my really good friends, he's like my favorite travel buddy. And he and I went and he was working remotely. I had the whole time off. And I remember sitting in like the main square by like one of their really large churches, having a cappuccino and just crying at my table because I was so happy that I was finally there. 
as I've been trying to go and looking at this place, Sharon, for like three or four years and just like I wanted, like I feel like my spirit needs to be there. And it was so beautiful. So beautiful. And I then I just had to laugh at myself like, girl, you are sitting at a table in the in public just crying like you are just so happy. It's ridiculous. That is amazing. Is yeah. that where you had that epiphany? I think you, yeah. you sent me those texts. Is that where it was? Yes. Oh, yeah, dude, I did. That an, was amazing. Oh, I did this uh, Reiki and sound bath session that was so transformative. Uh, after the session, I just felt like colors were brighter, like my spirit just felt rested. And it just like reaffirmed to me that I was doing the right things. Like I was on the right path for me. And it was so beautiful. Uh, The whole time it was really, it was, it was a magical town and a magical time for me. Um, San Miguel de Ande is in the mountains. It's like over 6,000 uh, feet above sea. And so little thinner air quality, very hilly. We walked everywhere. And it kind of has the same vibe of like this energy vortex like you would find in Albuquerque, New Mexico is one mm. of those places. Sedona, Arizona is mm-hmm. one of those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I think I think that's another another thing that you know, as we've gotten older, this whole like this, the magic of like being still, mm-hmm. right? That Like Reiki and the sound bath, it makes you just be still. And then that's when you come out and you're like, you're right. Colors are more vibrant for mm-hmm. me these days. Like sometimes I'm like, look at the sky. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Have I ever looked at the sky this way before? Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of yoga over the last year and it's been very meditative for me and it, it does slow me down. And I think it like the same way that it did for you, I think it's, it took me a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. like I've gotten to a point where I also see things much different and I feel like I'm on the right path and I feel more myself mm-hmm. than I ever have been Yeah, over the last like 20 years. I mean, we had so much fun in our twenties and our thirties, <sighs> sure but we were, I didn't, I don't think I really knew who I was. Mm. Right. And I've, and, and I think that every era we kind of rediscover ourselves too. And we're just different people every time. And now that we're in our forties, it feels like we're finally getting to a point where we actually know who we are. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of how I feel I think we're more it. accepting of ourselves too. Yeah. Like There's a lot of that. Who cares if you yeah. have flaws? Like in your twenties, you're worried about having cellulite. Like, oh, you you want this perfect body? I don't give a shit about that anymore. Like, it is what it That's is. Right. Look, I still right. pull them even with this body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people still want this, right. man. We'd, we'd, we'd be sixty as hell, right, Desiree? Right. It don't matter. It no. don't matter. No, I get it. I get it. It is. It, but it is like a rediscovery, though, when you when you come out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, it is rediscovering yourself yeah. and then making sure that when you get into the next relationship, you hold on to that self. I think that's really hard because you're used to the habits yes. that we talked about at the beginning yeah. and you're going to go back to those habits and you, and, but you nope. know, you need to do things different. So it's, it's this like fine balance of like trying to do that. Yeah. You're regaining so. your confidence. You're regaining and embracing your independence Right. right. Probably maybe started reconnecting with friends or or family for some people that maybe you haven't seen or talked to in a while because you were so engrossed in this relationship. And, you know, that's a lot of relationships. It doesn't necessarily it's not, you know, 
specific to lesbians. I think even some straight couples, you just get so wrapped up in the person you're with that sometimes friendships kind of fall to the wayside. And we have to do a better job of not like leaving our friends when we're in relationships. We need to still hold on to that. It's important. Man, isolation is probably one of the hardest ones. Um, And I'm such a like outgoing person for me to not be around people over the last five years was so hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, with COVID and everything too, but I think I really struggled with that in the relationship. And so now I'm kind of just emerging from that and trying to find community. And that's another part of self-love. Like yeah. where is the community that's going to really stick around you? Yep. Like Desiree, like us, yes. one year anniversary and yeah. 10 episodes later, yeah. like this is a community <laughs> that we're building. Yeah. Think about it though. It is it's this is kind of amazing thing that we built together over the last few months. It's wild. Mr. And, and shout out to Mr. Andrew Marconi, Andrew. who has been like our rock, yes. like, like getting us on these on the schedule and being so freaking organized and doing all the Instagram stuff. Like, we thank love you, you Andrew. so much, Andrew. And um, <laughs> and we wouldn't have been able to get through season one without without mm. all three all three of us and all the fans and yeah. people listening. People so thank listening. you. We surely appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well. Who knows what we have in store for season two? Probably some exciting things. Uh, I am excited to continue this journey with you, Sharon. I love talking to you and learning more about you. I love sharing with you. And this has like been one of the best things that's happened to me in a long time. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Desiree. Yeah. That was really sweet. <laughs> and I know that comes from the heart. Yes. You don't say shit like that I very know. often. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so here's to more. We're definitely going to be doing a season two, y'all. And we would love it if you guys gave us some like comments on like what you'd want us to talk about to give us some ideas of what you're interested in. And yeah. we really hope that you've uh, you've gotten a lot out of the last 10 episodes because we have. And Absolutely. You're just excited to do more. Yeah. Wow. All right, guys. Thanks so much. See yeah, see you in the next season. Love you. For more The Other What, check out our other episodes. You can find those at theotherwhat.com. Have comments, thoughts, or reactions to something we said? Be sure to subscribe and comment. The Other What is a production of 559 Labs. The Other What is hosted by Sharon Goh and Desiree Jamerson. This episode was produced and edited by Andrew Marconi. Music by Alexei Anisimov. It was recorded in Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next time.